Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest today is Kathy Carlton Willis. She is God's grin gal, and we're going to let you know what that means. And she writes and speaks with a balance of funny and faith, whimsy and wisdom. And she coaches others to remove the training wheels of doubt. I love that. And not just risk, but also take pleasure in the joy ride of life. Isn't that just so good? I love that, Kathy. Um, her most recent book release is The Grin Gal's Guide to Wellbeing, Being Well in Body, Soul and Spirit. And you can visit Kathy and find out all kinds of information about her books and her at kathycarltonwillis.com. So welcome to Shape by Faith, Kathy. Thanks for having me, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. It sounds like we have so much in common. I believe we do. I was real excited um, when you sent your information, and we we do have a lot in common. Um, Shape by Faith is all about shaping the body and the heart for God's purposes in so many different ways, not just with fitness. So I would love to find out about you, like where you grew up and what your life was like before becoming a writer. Well, I grew up in a little town called Louisiana, Missouri. It's between Hannibal, where Mark Twain's from, and St. Louis. So I grew up on the Mississippi River. And it was just wonderful to have that quaint river town experience. I didn't even realize growing up how blessed I had it until I I became an adult and, and realized it was very idyllic life. Yeah, that usually happens, doesn't it? When when we're and I'm thinking the same with Kentucky, just kind of looking back because I moved away from Kentucky for a period of time to Nebraska, and it it really was um, just a, a beautiful area, a, a great place to grow up in. Did you have a strong faith in Christ as you were growing up? I was really fortunate to be exposed to some wonderful church leaders in various denominations through Girl Scouts. They oh. had a God God and Country program and a God and Community program, and it actually allowed me to have FaceTime with all the different pastors in town and learn about the different denominations. And so in addition to the church where I attended, I was able to, to sort of explore faith during those formative years and and not only learn what um, my personal faith was all about in Jesus Christ, but even then also some of the, the church structure. And it helped just sort of give me a tidbit of what I would have to experience after I came to faith in Christ as a teenager. Wow, that is so interesting that you got to uh, meet all those various church leaders through Girl Scouts. Now, I went through brownies, did not like it at all. <laughs> 
<laughs> my sister was into Girl Scouts all the way, but I don't remember any church leaders. That is so fascinating. Okay, so you, you attended Bible college. So what was your experience like? Well, my experience was probably not as common as some of the others who attended. Uh, during my senior year of high school, my my fiancé was a year older than me, so we got engaged when I was a senior, and a lot of people assumed it was either because I was pregnant, which we'll find out later, <laughs> that there was no way that was possible, <laughs> or that I wasn't uh, college material or whatever. So I think, um, you know, it surprised everyone that I got engaged, and even more so that I went to Bible college as a married student, you know, starting at 18. So my experience was living off campus. I never had that um, dorm room life or anything like that. But I was still a fairly new believer. So the hardest part of Bible college was learning all the terminology that everyone else seemed to be very familiar with. And it, it was like I needed a a uh, special class in all of that. But um, I played catch up and I got my four-year degree in three years because my husband was a year ahead of me. Wow. So um, we just pushed through and we were able to leave for ministry at the same time. So um, that was my Bible college experience. It was, it was great. It was a great way to learn um, not only what I believe, but also learn how to then implement that to help others not only explore the gospel, but then be discipled and have their own spiritual formation. Oh, I love that. Okay, so let's now talk about um, you were born with a congenital reproductive anomaly, and in your 20s, you developed an auto uh, autoimmune connective tissue disease. So how did these health challenges impact you physically and spiritually? Well, I found out I couldn't have children when I was um, in high school, right before I was getting engaged. And it was also, um, it, it caused the doctors at the time, they know more now about it, but even to do some gender testing. And um, I knew I was female, but it took them a while before they knew I was a female. <laughs> and uh, here I am getting engaged, you know, doing all the, the girl things and um, finding out I couldn't have kids. And then not long after that, um, I also developed this autoimmune disease. I probably had it at the same time, and it just wasn't discovered till my 20s when I was um, busy, busy, busy working out, getting ready for a weight lifting competition, um, working out a couple hours a day and um, got sicker than sick. And that's when we decided that I, I needed to um, be tested for some things. And it, it not only did all of that affect me physically and spiritually, if anything, it drew me closer to the Lord. So that was the great part about it. But emotionally and mentally, it was um, during that time period when everyone else was starting families and having this life built around, you know, a home life with family. And my life looked a lot different than that. So um, part of it was just being okay with the fact that my life was going to take a different course than most people's would in their 20s. Kathy, did working out that much each day, did that kind of propel you in that direction or not? Or, or what did? In the direction of finding the diagnosis? Yes. Or, yes. Yeah. Um, it went from signing up for my first weightlifting competition and being as fit as any person could be to being flat on my back on the couch, um, fighting flu-like symptoms, infections, pain, just everything happened so suddenly. And so it, you know, it culminated in lots of tests. They did a lot of different 
trial treatments. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of medical errors and even neglect was made along the way. And that was just a really hard, hard thing for me because in my twenties, I put a lot of faith, not only in the Lord, but in the medical system and in my, my church system. And, and it, I realized that everything is flawed. I, I was flawed. The, the medical system was flawed. You know, things have imperfections in them and that's just how it is. So, um, it, it taught me to, um, be able to endure even when things were not ideal. And probably the healing began when I realized that my body was only one third of, of who I was, mm-hmm. that the soul and the spirit are two thirds. So the body does not get a majority vote in how <laughs> I feel. And when I finally realized that I got up off the couch and it's like, okay, I can either be in pain and fatigue on the couch or I can be in pain and fatigue and enjoying life. And so I chose to leave the couch, you know, and, and it all started with realizing how important being in tune with the soul and the spirit part of our, you know, that invisible part of our being mm-hmm. is the part that pain and disease can't attack. That's right. And that was so important that you figured out that mindset thing. I mean, I think that's the key to everything is, is renewing your mindset through Christ and looking at things differently. I had a similar situation, but it, it had to do with my heart. Um, was not sure what was going on, but later found out I had three holes in my heart. But the medical profession at the time, they kept dismissing me and, and saying I looked fine. I looked well. And, of course, they've advanced. And like you said, everyone is flawed, you know. And so it took about a year for me to, um, for, you know, going through all these tests and then they finally figured it out. But, um, yeah, I, I learned a lot. You have to determine, am I going to keep going or am I just going to sit down and lay down and feel sorry for myself? So, um, you choose to get up, but we're going to go ahead and take a real quick break here. We'll be back with more shape by face. So everyone stay tuned. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Grainger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Grainger. For the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. We shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. God's grin gal, Kathy Carlton Willis, is my guest today. And Kathy, you told me before we started recording that you live in Jasper, Texas. Is that right? That's right. Okay, so where is that exactly in Texas? That is on the east side of Texas. And so just a, thr- a thrown, uh, now I can't talk. A stone, stone throw away is Louisiana and also the Gulf of Mexico. And so we are, um, in danger of having some hurricanes this time of year. So we're really grateful that's, that's not happening at this moment. We've had that in other years, but it's beautiful here. Oh, I bet it is. And, and you were describing that before we recorded and I was talking to you about Kentucky and how it's, it's beautiful here as well. We're just, we're blessed to be living, um, you know, in the areas we are just God's creation. All right. Let's talk about, because gosh, when I read this, I went, wow. Um, you've recovered from over 20 surgeries and, uh, you also had thyroid cancer 
right? So tell us about that and how did this impact your faith and your physical body? You know, it, it's one of those things where, um, if it wasn't happening to you, you would feel like it was a work of fiction instead of <laughs> truth. I actually shared a written version of my medical story with a pastor's wife who was also a nurse and she thought I was pranking her. She mm-hmm. thought there was no way all of that could happen to one person. And, uh, you know, I, my scars will tell the difference. If you could see all mm-hmm. my scars, you would know I really have had that many surgeries and, um, it really, it, it causes me to have to slow down and get outside of myself and to rely on things not within my own power because as much as I have a lot of drive and ambition, but that can get in the way of what God wants for me and for my purpose here. And so the one thing that I think I can still be grateful for, even with all of those health situations, is that it keeps me trusting in the Lord instead of in Kathy Carlton Willis. Mm. And it keeps me relying on him for what my next step is. And my next step probably looks different than I would have planned it. And, and so um, I'm grateful for that. I'm also grateful that if anyone out there listening has had a story where you've had cancer or surgery struggles or setbacks, um, I've had some surgeries where afterwards the surgeons will say, well, that was a failed surgery or they'll send me to rehab to recover from it and they'll say it was a failed rehab. And those were just some of the clues that helped me realize I couldn't put all of my hope in the medical profession as much as I appreciated their help. Uh, I had to be proactive for myself, educate myself, uh, empower my own decisions based on what I studied and researched. And and that really led me into more in-depth study about wellness and well-being and, and how body, soul, and spirit were integrated and how the Lord created us that way. You know, so it really has impacted my faith journey. It has impacted my health journey, too, by, by being willing to look outside of just one source of hope, um, but seeing it all kind of work together for good. That's so good. And, you know, we do have to be proactive. We have to have an awareness of what's going on in our mind, in our heart, in our physical body, because we are, you know, um, we are spirit. Um, we are body. You know, we are soul, um, body, mind, and spirit, and spirit, mind, and body. I mean, you can't separate them this side of heaven. And so that's real important. I love what you said. Um, why so many surgeries, Kathy? I mean, 20 is a lot, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish it was like remodeling your home. Where you I got know. <laughs> new and improved version after it, but it, it just doesn't work that way. Uh, unfortunately, my body, part of the autoimmune process is that it's fighting itself. It sees its own body as the enemy. And then recently, I've also been diagnosed with primary immune deficiency. So I do not, my body doesn't fight infection well, and it doesn't build up antibodies. So there's nothing, those good warriors that our body is supposed to have, they're not there. So if I would have a surgery, then I would get a a dangerous infection that would lead me back to the hospital. Things like that would happen where the body just couldn't heal in the normal way. And um, that can be really destructive to your mindset if you let it be. And Mm -hmm. so it's a matter of choice to um, realize that, again, you know, your life may not take the same path that even the textbook says that it should take with a surgery or with the aftermath, but the Lord will still be able to 
restore it in some way or another. And so I trust him in that. Yes, God uses everything, you know, for his glory and for our good. And he does. And you've got an amazing positive positive attitude. I mean, it comes across in the way you speak and, and I mean, everyone gets down from time to time, but it's important that we recognize that where we're at and ask God to help us. Lord, I need, I need help up like now and that Mm -hmm. we keep going strong. You know, you say that trials give us the opportunity to grin. I love that. Knowing God will somehow make it all better then okay. And then you go on to say life can be incredible despite these bumps in the road. And if you hit a big bump, what will spill out of your cup and see the rough road as just another part of the joy ride. That's incredible. I mean, it totally is, Kathy, with what you've been through and what you've gone through um, to look at life like that and total trust in God. It's that Proverbs 3, 5, 6. It's, it's, it's that verse right there. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Let's talk about your published articles. You have written over 1,000. That's a lot, Kathy. Published <laughs> articles and uh, you've written a lot of inspiring books. So when did you begin writing? <laughs> it sounds sort of cliche, but the truth is, as soon as I could learn to write, I was writing. <laughs> in third grade, I remember interviewing people in my neighborhood and creating a newspaper with crayon. And so I can say, seriously, I was always writing. In high school, I took every journalism and yearbook and newspaper class. And in high school, I went on in college even to do that some. And so even though my degree wasn't in it, it's always been um, the way that I express myself best. And uh, I just feel like there's power in the written word, whether it's God's word or the words he uses through us. And and so I love the life I get to live. And you know what? You can do this and be disabled and no one knows the difference. And so that's just one more proof that you are not, your life is not wasted no matter what. Um, disease you might have because God can use it. That is so good. And God knows your plans. You know, he wrote them for you. And wow, I love that. I, I love hearing people say, you know, when, when I was a child, I was doing this and, and look at you now. I mean, you have walked that path where God wanted you to walk. Um, let's talk about your, you have a series of books in the Grin Gals Guide. And what was the inspiration in writing this series? With the green gals. And I want to know where that came from. It's kind of funny. I was actually at a writer's conference and we were dealing with a a publisher's trade show. And I had an uncomfortable situation happen where someone literally backed me into the corner and confronted me. Mm. And it was, what do you do during those times? So I was telling my girlfriends about it later and they said, so what did you do? And I said, well, I grinned with grace. And they said, that's your next book title. And so I have my a Bible study called Grin with Grace. And after that, people would come up to me and say, you're that grin gal. And it just sort of stuck that I was the grin gal. And so um, a lot of what I write have practical tips, tools, and takeaways. So those became my guides. You know, the guide for the one I'm writing right now is on waiting. The one we're talking about today is on well-being. But uh, we all need a guide, you know, whether whether it's the dummies how-to book or um, a more in-depth version or a Bible study. So that's where it all came from, though, was just that whole grin with grace. You know, what you're going to do? You're going 
kind of grin through it. <laughs> Have you trademarked that grin with grace? You need to. Thank you. <laughs> Put that on t-shirts. I'm just seeing coffee mugs. Okay. We're going to take another quick break and we'll be back with more Shape by Faith. Everyone stay tuned. Hey, Dan. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. Kathy, I love, I love your spirit. Um, I love your positive attitude and your love for life. And you can almost hear you grinning as you're talking. Um, you talk about self-care and soul care in your book. Um, why don't you talk about the differences between them and why they both are important? Well, I really believe that uh, as we become Christians and follow the Lord, he has endowed us with resources. And that's what stewardship is, is taking care of the resources he's gifted to us. Well, our very own body, soul, and spirit are part of those resources. And so our personal stewardship is to take care of them. So um, when people start talking about self-care, the Christian world sometimes attacks that as being a secular or selfish mindset. But when we look at it as personal stewardship and taking care of the physical needs that we have, then it, it becomes okay. It's just like tending your garden. You know, it's part of taking care of it so that it lasts. And soul care takes part of the invisible part of ourselves because that needs to be taken care of as well. The part of us that needs to be seen and heard, the part of us that needs nourished, that probably gets drained the easiest. And and so we need to do those things for self-care and soul care that allow us then to be operating in the strengths that God has for us so that we're leaning into him and using it for his purpose. That's so good. I love your explanation of self-care. You are so right. And, and, and I talked to my fitness students about this too, that you have to take care of yourself. You need to take care of yourself and that helps your family as well. You know, it, re- it really does to have awareness of what's going on in your body, your, your mind, your spirit and, and your physical. It's so important. Um, your spirit, especially, um, and your soul, that soul, that, that mental and those emotions, what's going on, just bringing awareness and finding out maybe what you can do, um, to help, you know, to get help or step into a, a class or, you know, um, read your book. <laughs> your book is, you know, your book is guide to well-being. And, um, you also have the planner, don't you, for well-being? So you've got that as well. I do. Uh, when I had the focus group for the well-being book, they said, Kathy, we really need a planner so that we can have a habit tracker and, you know, track our progress, plan our progress. And the way I look at anything has to do with um, not just the physical, but the invisible. So the planner involves all of that. Mm-hmm. And people need that. They also need either a group of people or an individual uh, to be accountable to. I, I feel like, you know, having that group environment is is really great um, when you're talking about the body, soul, and the spirit. Discuss some of your coaching techniques and how we can use these tools, even if we don't have a coach. 
The four things that I look through each time I meet with a client or with a group, we talk about victories, struggles, aha moments, and goals. And the reason we start with victories is because it's so easy to start on the negative. And so I like to get it right front and center. What are some things that went right this week or since the last time we met? Let's celebrate some victories. Because a lot of us are so goal-oriented that as soon as we accomplish the goal, and I have a list that every day I I have a little green check mark when it's done. Uh, But the problem is that I tend to go on to the next thing on the list without really celebrating what has gotten accomplished. And so when I'm coaching people, I encourage them to acknowledge the victories. Those are almost like landmarks so that the next time you're having a struggle, you can recall a victory and it helps you not get so discouraged. But then we do talk about the struggles because you have to see them for what they are so that you can overcome them with the Lord's help or at least accept them and deal with them better. The aha moments come from those inspirations that you have, maybe when you least expect it, but the Lord gives you that, just that moment of inspiration that will help you. And then of course we have to set goals because nothing is ever as good as it could be because um, we If we don't set a goal, we're not making progress, and instead we're digressing. We don't just stay stagnant. And so I'm always encourage people to set their goals. Those are some great nuggets that we can all um, definitely learn from and glean from. So thanks for sharing that with us. Tell us about your new book that's getting ready to release around Thanksgiving. It's called The Grin Gal's Guide to Waiting, like you had mentioned before, Your Life on Hold and Don't Hate the Wait. That's I like that. Thanks. Well, it seems like I am on this revolving door of rooms of waiting. You know, there's one waiting room. No, there's a whole mansion of waiting rooms. And I'm just like going through one after another. And everyone I talk to, that's the same thing for them. They're waiting for something to improve or answers to come. And we feel like waiting is such a waste of time. And so I've been writing this book, no lie, for 10 years of waiting and waiting for it to even be published. And and so So I have learned through all of that, that during the meantime, we feel like that word meantime means it's mean to me, (laughs) but instead it's meant for me. You know, it's, we need the meantime to matter and God really helps us during those pauses uh, to not only hang out with him, but be able to have the endurance and patience. If you think about it, patience is one of the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And when do we need it? We need it in those waiting rooms. And so uh, I've been writing this book about being on hold and how to deal with it so you don't hate the wait. So I'm looking forward to come out this fall because I think all of us have been dealing with that a lot these last few seasons of our lives. Absolutely. And so... You need to celebrate that when it comes out. So I know you're going to do that. And what's next for you after this book is released? Well, one of the things that I'm really enjoying doing is if the pandemic has taught us anything is that we don't have to be isolated in our isolation. And so now I'm not limited by travel or map. I can visit groups through Zoom. And so I'm dealing with small groups and Bible studies and and discussion groups who are taking um, their time through one of my books. And either I'm with them when they kick off that gathering to start discussing the book or the last week that they discuss it, they'll bring me on to talk about the book. And so I've been doing that for all of my books. And that will definitely be the, the next thing is scheduling more small group visits through Zoom. 
I love Zoom. You know, before the pandemic, I really didn't know much about it. But you're right. You can get a lot done through Zoom and you can connect with people online. So there's a lot of positive to it. Kathy, I wish we had more time, but we don't. And you've been such a joy uh, to have on the show. So thank you so much. And everyone, her website is kathycarltonwillis.com. And I'll also put that in the blog notes um, for you to follow her and find out more about Kathy. But Kathy, thank you so much for um, being a guest on Shape by Faith. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Absolutely. And thank you for listening, everyone. I'm Teresa Rowe. Have a blessed day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit shapebyfaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more. From the Cabinet Doors and more Studio, this is... Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.